This is just winging it. Welcome, man. I'm John Abdullah. Bienvenue. Uh, my name is Patrick Green. It is the one and only Patrick Green. The one and from... only fat and happy Patrick Green who yeah. just finished his chicken and rice and is uh, lapsing into As a food coma. As I was just coma. saying to you, even though you know we started a little later than I wanted to, uh, I it was important that you're plumped up, ready to go. And happy because you know nobody wants to hear a grumpy, a hangry Patrick Green. No, it's scary. Pe- people have been yeah. uh, committed to insane institutions because of that. So yeah, it, we're we're doing a public service and letting me eat my delicious chicken it's and true. rice first, which I'm gonna hey. I'm gonna plug until they sponsor us. Chicken and rice, guys, it's delicious. Speaking go ahead. Of public service, yeah, we got to catch up, my friend. Yeah, Tool. Yeah, you so become obsessed. I have you joined the spiral. To the whole. Album. What is it called? The, the new one is called Fear Inoculum. Fear Inoculum. Yeah. I listened to almost all of it. Okay. And uh, hmm, where to start, my friend? <laughs> You're right. I I I I want to be clear. I put them in the wrong category. Okay. Good. Nickelback, uh, Limp Biscuit. Uh, what was new, the other one I metal. said? You said uh, Nickelback, Limp Biscuit, and um, Creed. A, Creed. Yeah. Yes. Creed. But with arms. <laughs> I was going to make you read this, but I'll just say it. I was looking on Spotify, and it shows now on Spotify, like, concerts coming up. Oh, I know. And I wasn't that far off, because the concert, the they're coming up in, like, Sacramento, and they're playing with, you ready? You too. No. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that Corn. concert? No, come on. And No, it gets better, my friend. Slipknot. <laughs> So, all right. So here's the deal. All right, hang on. I want to corn, corn and Slipknot are in a different category. Oh, I, I completely same, agree. Not from Tool, but I mean from the from, from each other. Creed and uh, and from like Nickback. Yes, Th- there's like crap new metal, yeah. like Biscuit. Yeah, yeah. And then there's like new metal that is uh, okay. So yeah. Slipknot and Corn are kind of floating around in there. Yeah, yeah. And then there's Tool, which is nothing like their Tool is just a, a way of life. That's a different. Well, thing. so that's so, the yeah, part what? I wanted to pick up okay, on what? there. Okay, yeah. because I I I will say right away, I appreciate the complexity. Of their work, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. I, I immediately when I listened to it was put back uh, to middle school because oh that's when I think you and I—I oh I don't God. know if how much you can relate—but that's like when we sort of discovered a lot of the. Like, speaking of corn and Slipknot, I mean, I remember buying those albums while I was in middle school. Um, so it definitely put me back there, and it's hard for me now to separate it out to say like. I don't think I, it doesn't resonate with me. It it really doesn't. And it's like, and I don't know how much of that is because it's still middle school music. (laughs) Oh my God, John! (laughs) What are you talking about? My analysis, they've they've gone from middle school to middle-aged crisis. (laughs) (laughs) There may be some, there's some veracity in that. I mean, you know what it is? I was was really thinking about this because I wanted to give our listeners, you know, a true... Um, Variety Magazine review is no Variety Magazine's movies, so I don't even know. They probably would about. do a review. They probably P- would. Pitchfork. Rolling Stone. Pitchfork. Rolling Pitchfork. Stone. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because I often, often I um, you know, guest write. You're for them. a guest, hard hitting journalist. I am. <laughs> and I think it's the like brooding and the angst that's there that I just. I kind of like don't have much of a tolerance for anymore. Mm. And again, I'm not trying to criticize this. Like, it's just not my thing. I'm not saying it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're in middle school or you're having a midlife crisis, I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, you mean but, specific, here? Here's what I think is happening: yeah, is you're getting yeah. hung up on an aesthetic because I don't think you have the vocabulary for that aesthetic, and I think it's coloring your interpretation of the words, which by and large are That's not possible. actually angsty. Tool is not an angsty band. The brooding, a though, circle, come on, which brooding. is an offshoot, is it's an angsty brooding. band. It is brooding. It's brooding. Uh, it's, it's brood, it's brood, <laughs> it's brumating. Um, it's in a semi uh, hibernation state. No, it's it's uh, th- that's that's totally valid. The, the, did you grow up? You grew up liking metal music, right? I did, and that's yeah, the you thing. Did. But but so before new metal, before yeah. middle school, like did you, were you into things like Metallica? Of course, and, yeah. So 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 you did have a working Metallica, Megadeth, you know, yeah, yeah, definitely. classics. Uh, and you, so so you Rob do Zombie. have some sort of a working, mm, stuff, maybe not Rob Zombie, you do have some sort of like a working lexicon for this kind of music. Sure. But you have disconnected from it for a long enough time now that I think uh, you might have, yeah. you might be, here's, here's the problem. I think pro- the word the is I've matured. I think, I think, the think word that's is you're word. an idiot. Here's the problem, okay? So there's part of you who is still, like remember that thought experiment you gave about waking up as a 10 year old? Yes. There's part of you that's still a 14 year old who liked that stuff. And then that 14 year old basically got left behind in yeah. 1998 yeah. or whatever. I think I shot him actually. <laughs> you murdered, you yeah. took him out back and you're like, I'm sorry. And he's like, but mom! And you shot him in the face. Uh-huh. So that 14 year old is still there and he has been not 
connected with very much That's since true. then. Okay, he's not got much love. He's For been me, in the I, I have maintained my love of of metal music in <laughs> various forms. Your I've maintained. My, I, I've got my Clearasil. I mean, it's fine. And listen, I I also got some flack. For, flack. I've said that before, haven't I? Flack some attack. Flack. I got some flack attack for this from my friend Finn, who mm-hmm. texted me after our last episode. And one said, N or two Ns? Uh, two Ns. Two Is there really who spells it with one N? I don't know. Wouldn't that just be like the end of a movie? Like fa, Finn. Fa. Anyway, he's like he he agreed with me on my annihilation uh, review mm-hmm. um, and where I stood on that compared to you. That the characters are perfect. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Empty vessels, aka empty period. Aka yeah, um, your and. Go. But he, but he was definitely on your in your camp on the on the tool thing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, maybe you know, if Patrick's not the only one telling me this, maybe I should really. <laughs> now you can believe it. <laughs> so Once you find Finn so with I two felt ends. like I had to really give it a chance. So I, yeah. I fucking listened to the whole thing, and I just felt like by the end of this drive that I had, where I was listening to this, I just wanted to go and like punch some middle school kids again. Yes, <laughs> which to be fair, you do do that when you get home sometimes. Well, that's true, but no, but let's you know, you listen to this stuff in middle school, and you're like brooding and you know angsty yeah. and all that, and it just put me back there. So. Well, well, it's it's music that is aesthetically speaks to anger and brooding and resentment yeah. things like that as yes. an art as as a way yes. of expressing itself. But lyrically, what I love about Tool is that it goes way beyond that into very interesting directions that are yeah. much more cerebral, and poetic, and abstract. And I think that by marrying it to this very kind of here's you know here's what I love about Tool. I'll sum this up in two seconds because we have guests coming on. Okay, it is music of the mind and also music of the body. The part of it that is the music of the body is very angry and it's very um, transgressive primal. and very exciting and yeah. very primal and yeah. very lizard brain. The part that's of the mind is really far in the other direction. It's very theoretical and it's very it's concerned complex. With all sorts of different things yeah. and a lot of ideas and a lot of poetry and a lot of abstraction. And I think Tool, better than most bands I can think of, if maybe there are exceptions to this, but maybe the best band I know of that does music of the body and music of the mind in a really synthesized way. Mm. And I think that you have to listen on both levels at the same time. I think you're getting caught up in the body part. I yeah. think you're getting caught up in remembering what it was like to be 14 and emo and cranky and listening <laughs> to music and headbanging in your made me all those things again. <clears throat> yeah. I didn't like it. Right. And I can totally get that because I, I have flashbacks to that phase yeah. too. Totally. Yeah. yeah. But uh, if you can get past that and look at the mind part as well, I think you'll yeah. have a better listening experience. My my recommendation to you and to all listeners is to listen to their best album, which is Lateralis. All right. And uh, I think you will have a new appreciation it. for it. You will listen yep. to it today. I will make sure you Here's do what I'll check do. in later. I'll wait Go. until I am entering midlife crisis, and then I will listen. Right, and then fine. I think I'll appreciate fine. it. Got it. The so hair's got to start going. We're excited before we're about to... Well, we're excited about two things. One is October 6th, Armory in Somerville, 3 p.m. Cafe. It's a free event, a live recording of us, interactive, uh, and we're really looking forward to it. You're getting so, good at the pitch. Uh, so come visit us, please. Um, you know, we want to ask... We want some questions there if you have questions ahead of time please do send it to us on our facebook channel or just winging it dads at gmail.com and we can sort of start to develop our you know our theme that morning probably because we don't really on prepare. the way there this might be the only time we get the work done ahead I it's think. true this might it, but by ahead we i mean probably like an should. hour before yeah it starts, exactly but we might actually plan for this so you should come fly do whatever you need to do just Swim. get here and do it yeah and uh and the other exciting thing is we're about to have two guests who uh, reached out to the show after our uh, episode about how to sort of think about kids' activities and, you know, uh, think differently about some of that. And uh, they have, I think, some really, um, unlike us, some useful things to share. Um, so we're excited to have Autumn and Seth on the show, and uh, you're going to hear us with them in a moment. They are both also massive Tool fans, and that's true. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> we're going to ask them. Just one hack. All right, so here we are. We're back with Autumn and Seth McKay. Really excited to have you on the show calling in from Atlanta. You're in Atlanta? Yes. Yep, that's all right. All right, Atlanta, Georgia. Are you guys originally from there? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah we don't like to say we're from Atlanta because we we're not much of city people, we feel like, you know? So yeah. we grew up south of it, maybe 45 minutes, or I did, and then now we're north of it 45 minutes. So we just are just circling it, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. That's like us in Boston, right? I never, everybody, everybody from like the eastern half of the country that's not New York or Atlanta is from Boston. I think it's true. At this point. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's funny is that none of us have like real accents. Although Seth, you have a little bit. You got a little bit of that twang. Oh, just a little bit. Yeah, of that twang I know. I got rid of it. I when I was in my more corporate life, I worked hard to get rid of it. But now, a few years, I have been out of that game, and so I don't try anymore to hide it. So I just let it ride. No, I, if, I, if I had that, let it ride. If I, I like had it. that, I would. I would. I would only talk well i guess i do only talk all the time so i don't need an accent to do that but it sounds great 
It does. <laughs> and, and to be fair, we are trying to interject more y'all in our conversation here up in the north because we're we're very guilty of using the term you guys. Yeah. I don't know if you've yeah. heard of this before, but like we I get so, so that's something we're working on. Yeah. And it's y'all is way better than you people, right? That's true. If you're like, <laughs> listen, you people. You people is, yeah, doesn't go over Yeah, it's not well. going to work. No. Yeah. No, it's a little hostile. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we got some work to do there. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your family? You have three kids. Is that right? We do. We have a five-year-old and a three-year-old and a two-year-old. Two mm. boys and a girl. Wow. Which are the boys? Uh, the two oldest, five-year-olds and three-year-olds. Got it. So what, what are those dynamics like? Um, for the most part, they all get along pretty well. Um, the, the two boys hang out a lot. They're actually playing Legos in, the, in what we call the learning room right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love it. And then, so our oldest started kindergarten this year, and um, since he's gone uh, two days out of the week, uh, the our second son and our daughter have gotten a lot closer um, during those days. Yeah, totally. and in fairness, in our ba- in our learning room, we also have a basketball mounted on the wall, so <laughs> we try to keep it, you know, yeah, you a could fun. Have, you could have time for PE, right? <laughs> PE class has to happen. Yeah. Is it a, sure. is it a basketball hoop or is it just a basketball that's mounted on the wall? Uh, <laughs> you just, just have to jump and touch the basketball, yeah, and that's a point. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, I actually I would play that. Yeah, that's true. I would play that. I lo- I also love how Legos like hit this sweet spot of both being educational, so you can feel good about them, but also like something kids actually want to play with right yeah and adults yeah and the, i don't oh, know, I remember if I, I wrote this down to bring are it you up one of the, like, the lego adults I'm, like I'm, the, a, like, I'm a lego dad the fanatics yeah. I, i'm a lego psycho <laughs> I, yeah. I bet you would be I'm a, I'm a psycho in general but legos especially i, I don't know if I, I might have brought this up on a previous episode but in case i didn't i've we've gotten really into this thing now where you get the bigger lego sets which seems kind of like an investment because they're like 50 bucks but they, oh, have, yeah. they they're usually like have hundred dollars well the, so the one i'm talking about there's a sweet spot <laughs> yeah where it's like a set that's like 50 it's usually 45 to 60 dollars and it comes with three different things to build yeah usually there's like this one monster right nice. and then there's like something that's kind of like a little bit of a challenge then there's the one that's like just a minifigure on like a scooter and those right. are amazing because we can all work on our so like micah and i can that's do like smart. the super invents and you know intense one stay up all night after the kids fall asleep and give up on it <laughs> and then jude can challenge himself with like the you know the middle ground and then henry can just like put the minifigure together and then like and then it, we're just trying to make him not eat it that's like basically, that's that's yeah. fair yeah <laughs> that's true <laughs> And oh, then there's great. also the the psychology. You have to figure out when it's okay to graduate to the next level of Legos. Like, are you all still using Duplos at this point? Uh, our daughter does, but um, the two boys they use like the regular Legos. Yeah, and we tried to keep the regular Legos out of the house for a little bit because of the little kids, but then I felt bad because our five year old. I was like, I feel like he's ready for these little ones, but I don't want to have him in the house. But we just went for it, and no one has choked or eaten them. I don't know that I know of. It can't be like and that so, big of a. I mean, we would we would hear if it were like as big of an epidemic as I feel like we all assume it is. Yeah, like there would yeah. be like yeah. I mean, everybody plays with Legos. There would be millions. That's true. Billions <laughs> of deaths every year. The from only Legos. epidemic is then stepping on the Legos and foot injuries. Oh my god, that's true. I did that, that today. Is, yeah, oh. it's the worst. Have you guys ever stepped on a Duplo in the dark? No. Because that will destroy you. A stepping on a Duplo <laughs> at night, that is, a, that is a weapon of mass foot destruction. That's true. That is a nightmare to uh, step on. I've seen some news uh. reports on that. <laughs> it's an epidemic. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I think you also touched on this this tension that I feel, even just having two kids, we both each have two kids um, separately, not, not together. <laughs> um, yet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's this tension of, like, when the older kid, even though it's, like, age appropriate for them, you've got to worry about the younger kid. And I feel like, you know, maybe this segues a little bit into the work that you've done to sort of compile activities and think about them because I feel like it's always a struggle to like have the right set of activities that actually uh, the old kids will enjoy, but you know the old, young kids won't die doing them, right. um, and that's always like the tension, right? It's a trade-off, you know. It's a trade-off. Survival versus like enjoyment, right? Yeah. It's like the stuff that you, you're okay with the stuff that maybe they'll get like a, a pretty bad injury. They won't die, but they'll I- get injured, and then the older kid will be like all good. <laughs> yeah, with that's it, the know? sweet spot. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, can yeah. we actually can we talk? <laughs> I, I have questions because I know you, you guys have spoken with John before because he's the responsible one who returns emails. But I'm, I'm wondering, <laughs> for my sake and for the sake of our listeners who might not be acquainted with your work yet, you both have separate but related uh, interests with children's activities and books and things like that. And I'm, I'm wondering, just maybe to start with Autumn, can you tell us a little bit about this idea of um, of like uh, toddler activities and how that started, where it came from, and what you do. Sure. Um, so I um, I was a school teacher for five years before we started a family, and um, I was a stay at home mom 
uh, after we started a family and um, I just really kind of got bored with just reading the same books and playing with the same mm -hmm. toys and I, I just felt like our days were pretty repetitive of doing the same thing and um, I saw my son our, our oldest was starting to like have an interest in colors and just different colors that were on his toys or in his games and stuff like that and so I was like well I should take advantage of that and um, so I sat down and using my teacher knowledge I made like a curriculum map of what activities I was going to do on each day and he was 21 months at the time so I knew our activities had to be like five minutes long right um, yeah just to keep <laughs> his for a interest. research grant <laughs> yeah do some good fundraising around yeah right <laughs> yeah um so I just like introduced him to some simple things that would kind of break up our day um like we played in yogurt um I put food coloring in yogurt mm. um the first week because we learned about red and I just let him play with it on the table and he drew in it. He he was a little shy at first because normally we don't play in our food. Right. Uh, <laughs> but then I, I was like, it's okay. <laughs> um, so he really took an interest in those activities and he was uh, learning a lot. He learned all of his colors. Like we did a color each week and he learned 10 colors in 10 weeks basically. And so I was like, well, let's keep going. Let's learn letters. So I started coming up with um, different activities for each letter. And we would spend a week at a time learning a letter. Um, Can I interject something? Yeah. Okay, so during this time, I was working full time. And I would get home and there would be this grid uh, <laughs> on this piece of paper <laughs> with what day had what activities and all this stuff. And at the time, I was listening to some small, very small business podcast, and it kind of gave me this idea. I said, hey, like, hun, you got a product here. You're making this all, you're doing all this work and making all this thing. Wow. Um, that I'm sure some other parents who especially are tight on time uh, would really benefit from just kind of taking your plan, you know, and executing it. And so that's I when I was started pushing that agenda. I was getting there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I still love this, though. You know, like, the, the common parent approach to this would be like, oh, I'm so tired of doing the same things. And then it's like, you know, let's put the TV on or something. Let's find a new Netflix show <laughs> to watch. And instead, what I'm imagining is this, like, beautiful mind moment where you start, like, mapping out all of the possibilities. You know, you've got, like, all the, all the windows are covered with, like, mathematical equations for some <laughs> reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then and then Seth There was a lot of Pinterest. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, pin yeah, Pinterest. I love it. And then Seth sees it, and it's like like a Silicon Valley approach to you know like, let's, let's commodify this into something that we can make money on. You know, right. it's just so so perfect. And I just uh, I love, of course, hearing you say that you have a background as a teacher. Now it makes so much sense because that you know having that background and being able to kind of um, think thoughtfully through what activities would look like. Um, mm -hmm. Unlike us, or Patrick, Patrick gives some thought to his. his yours are a little. It's not like good thought, that's but true. I do a lot of it. Like I have a lot of like weird thought about. That's it. true. Yeah. But I just, <laughs> and, and even the stuff that you do, I'm always just like amazed as a parent how you can spend the time because I just it's hard to like think creatively as a parent at all. Mm -hmm. Never mind about you know what you're gonna do with your kids. Yeah. Well, you and here's have, where this comes like, in, right? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Like, a lot of parents have the intention or want to do something creative. It's just the whole overwhelming aspect of how do I start or where where do I go from here now that I want to do something. And so I kind of thought I'd help other parents give them a push in the right direction by just, like, mapping out what they can do or, um, I don't know, laying out the materials that you need or specific themes that toddlers or preschoolers are curious about. Um, and I'm just, I mean, I'm blown away by, I mean, we're talking the, the toddler um, activity book you shared with me is like 200 pages. I mean, it was mm -hmm. so long that I had to print two to a page here because I just <laughs> felt guilty with the printer. <laughs> oh, it's heavy. It's, I'm holding it. This yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just so impressive. Like, how did you come up with all this stuff? Um, well, it's basically what my kids were interested in. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I ask them, like, what do you want to learn next week? 
And they'll tell me, like, one time it was whales. I was like, what? How do I find activities for whales? <laughs> uh, and But usually I'll just see, like, what they're interested in. Uh, like, my boys a couple weeks ago were super interested in ninjas and spies. So we did a whole spy training week, and um, I just made up... I, I, searched on Pinterest for some activities, but that wasn't too helpful. So I just kind of like made up some activities of target shooting or um, a laser beam maze made out of (laughs) yarn and stuff like that. Um, So a lot of it is just based on what they enjoy. And then then I also noticed things that other kids are enjoying at that age or what like other moms are saying that their kids like. Um, and then there's a lot of like looking on Pinterest for activity ideas or tweaking them to make them more suitable for specific age ranges. And the newest uh, Ultimate Kindergarten Prep Guide, mm-hmm. you pretty much just went, you used the standards that kids should know, right? And those mm-hmm. were your themes, I think. Yeah, and mm. for the Kindergarten Prep one, I looked up Common Core Standards, which is mainly what all states use. There's a couple that use their own. Um, And I just picked activities and that would meet those standards. That way they're prepared when they go to kindergarten. Yeah. You know what I love about it, flipping through, is how actionable it is. And I know it's like obvious because it's an activity guide, basically. But what I love is that you've organized it by like effort that has like prep time that goes into it, mm-hmm. time of the year, materials you're going to need. So it's basically like a cookbook. Yeah, exactly. But it's arranged on the kind of cra- like yeah. I, I actually really want uh, to get it now <laughs> having looked through it more <laughs> because there's so many times where like for example I will I'll, I will have a few hours on a Saturday morning and mm-hmm. like I know that like I want to do something. But I don't quite have the energy to put into thinking about what it's going to be like. So we end up playing, which is productive and great to do. Right. But we, you know, we kind of, it's so kid driven because it's just what they want to play with. That right. Which gets pretty like limiting. A, which gets, <laughs> right. Which, yeah, let's be, let's be honest. They're not like freaking, you know, inventing new types of things. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So it's, it's fun. Be, uh, what I love about this is that it, it gives a lot of leaping off points. Some of my mm-hmm. favorite um, books, you know, in general especially with my music, uh, the like books that I've used as like um, composing tools through the years will set up like a list of uh, very specific things to do. They're kind of abstract, but they're steps to take to do something mm. and whatever it uh, ends up becoming is, mm. you know, whatever it becomes, but it gets you moving. And what I like about these is that they're not these huge essays on these different activities and what you can get out of them. It's like, it's very, it's very much like practical. Here's some things. If you have 20 minutes, this is how you can do it. You can fit it into your schedule. You have a dentist appointment coming up. Here's something about dentistry that you might want to do. And I have a dentist appointment with my two-year-old tomorrow, and I think I'm going to do the dentist activities. Oh. <laughs> so I, I, love, I love how it, 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 it also helps with parents' creativity, too. I think it, it gives us a lot of motivation to feel like we can you know, actually do this stuff. When you, right. So when you are... Um, uh, when initially when your son was coming to you with ideas and you were like having fun kind of cultivating these ideas with the colors and the yogurt etc um mm-hmm. how what was the process like when you started introducing more guided um activities to him did he feel like it was organic or did he feel kind of like it was school you know no uh it was very organic i was like hey do you want to do this activity and he was like what is it and um, then I would explain it, and he's like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> um, nowadays, they most of the time, they'll say, when is activity time? Because that's what we call it. Oh, nice. And, uh, so it's like yeah. an established time now. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was very organic. I like never forced them to do it. I, I always ask, hey, do you want to do this activity? Or do you want to go do something fun with mommy? Or... Um, do you want to learn about spaceships or something like that? Um, just to kind of invite them to the learning time and the activity time instead of, hey, we're going to do this activity mm, right now. Yeah. And you're going to sit down and, and like it. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And some days they'll say, no, I don't want to do that. I just want to play. And I'm, that's totally fine. Like, they don't have to do it. Um, it's not, they're not going to learn less by not doing it. Right, or anything. right, right. But, a lot of times they are on board and want to do it and enjoy and sometimes even ask, can we do something else also? So. Yeah, the activity times definitely for them where me, we might view it as educational, like on their side, they think it's just this fun little time that of we course. do. It's not that long, maybe 10 minutes, whatever. Yeah. 
and it's it's not that big of a deal. The only it's funny some parents um, think we're like too serious when we have an activity <laughs> book because we've had like Facebook posts and a mom will it's the only negative post we ever get they'll say oh a kid should just let him be a kid you know they'll figure it out in school and they'll say something like that and i think they think we're just like sitting them down for eight hours or something and say this is what we're learning yep yep. and really kind of like patrick said we're just trying to have some fun ideas and stimulate parents imagination too to, to have some fun Yeah, totally. I feel like that's a common topic that comes up on our show, too, of like, and we've explored it even pretty directly um, with, you know, there's there's sort of range of parents, right? There's like the free range approach um, where Mm -hmm. it's much more like let kids discover and figure things out for themselves. And then there's an opposite extreme of like dictating everything about a kid's life. Um, And, you know, at least from my perspective, I feel like um, as parents, we, we we have to establish that we're not just like their friends. Not <laughs> Patrick, just your friends. Patrick loves when I say this, <laughs> um, but like you know, it's our job to actually help guide them, and you know what, to actually schedule some of their day and to like figure some of that right. out, right? And and like within reason, because you can go too far. Um, but what I love about this is. It just like builds something more into the repertoire. Repertoire. I can't say that word. Was that like French <laughs> that, that or something? That sounded bad. Repertoire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Repertoire. <laughs> <laughs> repertoire. Um, so I feel like, you know, having more of a repertoire and uh, being able to, you know, not just go to like the basics of, you know, TV, which frankly is a common thing these days mm-hmm. in our in our culture, um, or like you know, outdoor time or the things that you kind of know to go to. I mean, I even find this myself as. Um, a parent where we have such a limited amount of time to ourselves now and like we just go through the same few things a few activities you know I'm, so maybe your next book can be an activity book for adults that's what it, maybe that's what I'm getting <laughs> at because I feel like we all need to maybe inject some of that creativity into like the things that we typically are just our default go to things you know right I don't know. That's where I'm thinking. Anyway. Honestly, yeah, I'm that's not a, a bad idea. Of habit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, well, because well, because we're tired, right? Like our days are very that's, structured. Maybe in that's general. the undercurrent. We're and just always tired. Out of structure <laughs> means like you have to a be rested, but b you have to have time and, and headspace to do that. That's right? true. Yeah. And some what what I love about activities like this is that it creates a headspace environment. Like it creates an environment that's out of the rhythm of your normal life. It creates an environment where you have to think on your feet and try new things out and come to an outcome that you couldn't have necessarily expected. And because it's, I, part of it to me is just breaking up patterns a lot. You yeah, know? yeah. And those are the things like we've talked about in the past on the show. Like what the things that we remember the most are when we deviate from patterns, just in life in general, mm-hmm. right? Like nobody remembers what they did on Tuesday, November twentieth of nineteen ninety four, because it's just a Tuesday, November. I want to You did. <laughs> Actually, you might have. Yeah, who knows? That would be a weird thing for a nine-year-old to watch. Really young. Again, that would have been pretty bad. A little inappropriate, but who knows? Your mom watched American Psycho with you, apparently. That's true. So. That's true. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but part of it is like you know. But if if on that day in November of 1994 you had seen a car accident, this is a not. Oh, I'm oh, not saying geez, I'm not saying wow. your book is a car accident. Okay, but you would remember it because it was something out of the realm of what you do. And what's great with this enormous document that I'm holding that you wrote <laughs> is that uh, it introduces moments into life to break up patterns of expectations so that you can have an adventure together and you remember adventures in general right oh yeah so this yeah. is really great are there plans for more of this like what, what, what do you, where are you going to take this project uh yeah actually I um I have so the ultimate kindergarten prep guide was after um, that book and then I have a learning numbers workbook um, that is just a very simple, not an activity-based um, book. It's a workbook, right? Yeah, it's just um, structured where you can you have a coloring page, an activity page where you like count objects, and then um, a tracing page. Hmm. Um, so it's it's just a very simple approach for parents. When you say you don't have time to sit down and do an activity, you can just say, "Hey, can you work on this?" Um, and then I am in the process. The very beginning stages of coming up with an ultimate preschool activity guide. Ooh. Um, the ultimate so, preschooler activity yeah. guide. Mm, that sounds so, very useful. <laughs> <laughs> it's just um, basically more themes that I've done with my kids. Um, so more activities just like Is those. Spy Week in that one? Yes, Spy Week. <laughs> and human body systems and money and uh, dinosaurs, bears. All, That's good all the stuff. great things. Is there a passive income <laughs> chapter? <or anything> like <laughs> that? So, Autumn, how how do you find the time? I mean, because you're also you know you're parenting. It sounds like you're home yes. with three kids. Maybe one of them is now in kindergarten. Did I hear that right? Yes. Um, so that helps a little bit, I guess. But you know, how do you find time to actually write this stuff? 
Um, well, Seth is very <laughs> cooperative. And um, so if I'm busy writing a book, uh, sometimes he'll take the kids for a day so I can have like a work day. Yeah. Um, I do have early mornings. We both wake up at about 4.30 every morning. Wow. Um, just so we can have some work time by ourselves without kids. Um, and then nap time is very beneficial work time for me as well. <laughs> Are they still um, all napping? Well, we have rest time. Okay. Uh, but yes, so they That's either helpful. like, yeah, they either read a book, play Legos, um, or nap, um, or yeah, find something quiet to do, but you do it alone <laughs> in your room. <laughs> if you want to write a book on rest activities, that would also be a helpful one, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Things to do if your kids can't sleep, but you also don't want to look at them for yeah, 20 exactly. minutes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you guys find, uh, this is something that I brought up on the show before, that working together is kind of romantic? Like, it, for example, like getting up early before the kids get up and like you're both kind of working on your own projects. There's something kind of sweet about that. I, I think the reason why I'm like struck by this thought when, when, I, when my wife and I are both doing work together like that is it reminds me, uh, it's like a little glimpse into what life was like before our kids were in it. Mm. So mm. when they wake mm -hmm. up and they're like, and again, like you can't have to put the book down and you can't be working on what you were doing. Like you're able to appreciate that they're in it because you're able to like be mindful of it. But you also get these little mm -hmm. glimpses when you're working on a project without the kids being there with your partner. You're like, oh, that's right. Like before that, we had our own relationship before the kids were here too. And that's like, we still have a little bit of time in our lives for that. That's, it's, it's a nice way to get work done, but also like spend quality time together, you know? Right. Yeah, I'm sure you guys have probably said this, but we don't know what we used to do before we had kids. We joke about it. I was like, I don't know what I did, but I guess and I had yeah, a lot I was of time. So I was always like, I'm so busy. I was not busy. Let's right. be clear. Yeah. I was not busy. Generally, we just wasted our life, apparently, yeah. before I know. kids. Yeah, you know, like, so. like watching whole series of TV shows or like ridiculous, right. you know, now I look back and I'm like, I could have probably like invented something or yeah. <laughs> with all that time. If you could have invented something, what would it have been? Oh, man. A time machine. That's <laughs> ambitious, but Definitely. congratulations. Or levitation, as we've <laughs> often levitation. talked about on this show. Or some sort of an AI thing, right? I mean, That's yeah, certainly AI driven. Of interest yeah. for you. But here we are talking to two inventors who actually are, have kids and are still inventing. The time machine. Um, because we also, I mean, I want to hear about Seth. You, you're actually, are you an illustrator of the coloring books? Or what's your role in the coloring book series that you've developed? Sure. So uh, I'm an engineer by trade, and... Me and the boys, we started doing something kind of fun and crazy that whenever something broke that we didn't have to repair and it was not feasible, for example, a printer, uh, we would just take it apart and see how it works. Yeah. And then we did that with a couple different things and and the boys were really curious and I've always liked cars growing up and stuff like that and knowing how stuff works, obviously as an engineer. And I sound like an old man on the porch, but in this iPad <laughs> generation, you know, I wanted kids to know how stuff still worked. <laughs> oh, totally. And, and that's kind of how this, this coloring book series started, and it's called The Little Engineer Coloring Book. And we've got four different ones right now. We have uh, a basic numbers one, which is just kind of like fun with numbers and cool things that, like the Apollo uh, Saturn V, you know, has five rockets and it's on there and stuff like that. Yeah. And then there's how to build a house, cars and trucks, and space and rockets. How to build and a house? <laughs> yeah, it starts Can off with Can I learn how a, to build a house from this book? <laughs> <laughs> you might, you know, you might want to brush up on a couple of the details that I covered in the book. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> that is really cool. Yeah. But yeah, the, even that book, it's got some cool pictures of a wall with studs, you know, and electrical lines going in it and plumbing yeah. and just explaining, you know, and a part of me thought about get that. Our, our kids, you know, maybe within whatever device that don't really know how stuff works. Part of me thought about, you know, kids in cities who might not see how houses are built all the time. Like we go, we're in an area right now that's, there's a neighborhood every five minutes, but I guess if you're in a city, you don't see stuff like that, you know, so uh, you might not understand how uh, a house is built or what the steps are. And so uh, the cars has things like, I cover the fun things like twin turbochargers and superchargers and, uh, I cover all the fun stuff too, and so um, definitely induction. a STEM, yeah, <laughs> definitely a STEM-inspired kind of book where really I'm just trying to uh, give people a fun, give kids a fun way to learn. Uh, you know, it could almost just be a graphic book or something, but I kept it coloring just to keep it a little less serious, uh, more engaging. Yeah, more engaging, and and yeah, 
we've gotten, especially the Space and Rocket one, that one was actually the most recent one that's out, and that one's gotten great reviews. It, it covers the steps on how we got to the moon, and uh, yeah, it's really interesting, and uh, that's just me trying to impart some, I guess, engineering knowledge and inspire some young engineers. And so I'm not the illustrator on those. I do work with an illustrator, and I unfortunately have to draw all of them by hand, <laughs> and it's not very pretty. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's the little engineering series. So it's it's not the same series as hers, but obviously they are, uh, I would say, commingled, you know, and, and both kind of have the same uh, goal, which is to, you know, help give kids fun educational ways to learn. And, you know, lately we've been kind of on an iPhone, iPad kick, so we're happy to do anything to keep kids, you know, off of technology as, at, at young ages, yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's I pretty hear important. Definitely. Uh, so what and I'm hearing so. here is the beginnings of an empire, really. Yeah, you know? all like, I'm thinking about is business opportunities. Business. Right now. This, you're <laughs> basically like, I wish I. The you know, the, what's that show, The Fixer Upper or something with? Uh, uh, oh yeah. Well, what Joanna, are their names? Joanna. No, that's oh, the, the Magnolia. Yeah. Joanna Gaines. Yeah. Joanna. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, you've got you know, there you are. You're the next like Joanna. You're the next uh, Fixer Upper. Magnolia. You're both I the think next Joanna the, Gaines. They've like developed the this company whole, is Magnolia. <laughs> yeah, Magnolia. They sell stuff at Target now. Like, yeah, Ace Hardware. They had paint. They had right? paint. I'm like, these people and aren't mixing up paint. Like, what is hardware, too? It's like, I mean, those products, like to be fair, those store. products are probably terrible. Yeah. I mean, really. It's just like, it's HGTV just like doubling down on a brand, you know? Yeah. But anyway, yeah. that's 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 Yeah, fine. so don't do that. <laughs> don't. But, I so mean, here's what you I'm could. Thinking, listening to so, first, let's go back to the house, okay? Because this is this is very uh, useful, I think, for me. Because John is, well, we're both homeowners. I have a condo, so I don't have as much control over the unit as John does sure. over his vast homestead that is just in a <laughs> In an mulch. ocean of mulch, uh, he mulches all the time. So, so I, I do like have questions about it, about like post and beam construction, and about how this stuff actually comes together. And what I would think, if, if I'm uh, so say I'm a child, which I am, so like I'm reading this, I'm coloring this book, which I would be doing, and I would probably also want the experience of putting it together. And that is where I feel like an activity tie-in. So, like, you guys could mm. really, I'm sure you obviously have thought about this and probably have yeah. already done it, but to have tie-ins between those things so you can get both the theory behind something and the practical building of it would be so much fun. I love that. Ooh, I might need some activity guides yeah. to go with my coloring book. Uh, there you go. Right? I mean, really, what I'm hearing is you're going to directly take on the Lego company and come up with a new uh, building thing, a building toy. Schmegos. Schmegos. There you go. <laughs> Schmegos. You could just call them McKay's or something, you know, McKay's, yeah. McKay's blocks since McKay's. 1845 or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it would take off. Not really, actually. Lego's Maybe got not. a Lego's <laughs> yeah, Lego's, on that. Lego's an empire. You know, when you buy like the the Lego off-brand, that they're just going to be awful. Like they never stick yeah. right. Yeah. You know? Well, so this is something actually that Seth probably knows more about than I do. But Lego has some of the tightest engineering tolerances of any applica- of any industrial um, like application in the world. Like they're they're when you think about it, it is unbelievable that there are hundreds of billions at this point probably of Lego pieces that have been manufactured, and they all fit together with the same exact tension. The tolerances and the way that they're manufactured are yeah. so exacting that these pieces that cost, you know, one one-thousandth of a penny to create <laughs> will fit together and make a structure that can withstand freaking hurricane force winds if you build it the right way. And, uh, and, and yet they will always remove. It's like a post-it note, right? A post-it note is the perfect combination of sticky and not sticky. It's right in that sweet spot. <laughs> a Lego is the exact right sweet spot between something permanent and something impermanent. Yeah. And produced on a scale that is so much vaster than like anything else in the world that is made for toys. It is crazy. I have never All right, so I want to hear the engineer's take on this. Is anything that, that he just said accurate? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. <laughs> That's a yes, John. That's a yes. I'm just saying, I, I think I think Seth could build something better. That's all I'm saying. It's tough. Yeah. <laughs> so I used to be in manufacturing. I just don't know their, their uh, I guess, their tolerances. But he, he makes a great point. They well, make, let me ask you this. Have you ever they, tried to take a Lego apart or put a Lego together and not been able to do it? Yeah, they're perfect every time. Every and, single time, right? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> And these cheap, you know, the cheap uh, rip-off ones can't seem to get it right, right? No. If yeah. it was easy, they would just, you yeah, know... Yeah, you're right. Like, smash They're them. crap, right? It's unbelievable. I tried to 3D print a leg- some Legos, and it didn't work. I, I got to work on my tolerances, I yeah, guess, you do. because I didn't, you do. didn't make it work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's amazing in this day and age that we can 3D print a gun, like a working gun, but we can't 3D print <laughs> a Lego. Print a Lego. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. They're unbelievable, right? I, I want to go buy Lego stock right now. Yeah. Like, this is, <laughs> yeah, good luck this with is, that. I want to get some Makego stock is Makego what I want. stock. 
Yeah. So, for these coloring books, you work typically with a, like a draftsman who can create the actual outlines for the kids to color in, but you give them like a, uh, you, you kind of draft something and then he makes it into like a commercial art piece kind of a thing? Yeah, that's, that's correct. I draw my version of it, uh-huh. which is technically accurate but bad to look at <laughs> right but so that way you can ensure that it would work in the, in like the real world as well as just in a color yeah book. and in terms of you know a project you know it's great uh, communication wise if they know exactly what i want you mm-hmm. know and uh i think i tried one time i don't know if it was one of these books or something else but just to say you know or, or rough pictures and uh it was just easier when i drew exactly what i wanted and then i worked with an illustrator to have them make it beautiful basically right right, right. <laughs> um so for example with the forced induction conversation we were having with the, the car stuff it gets pretty technical yeah it does and and i'll give you i'll try to paint a picture of what one of them looks like it actually has a fan like you'd have in your house you know blowing into an engine and that's like the conceptual page mm-hmm. that says this is how it works you know forced induction we're blowing air into the engine and then on the next page it has uh, a supercharger with a belt going around, you know, the top of the supercharger to show how the crankshaft spins it. And on every page, there is, I would say, roughly three to four sentences describing what they're seeing. And so it's kind of a fun mix where my two-year-old uh, and three-year-old can draw on it uh, and just think it's a cool car picture. But yeah. an older kid who might be seven or eight would read and could start to understand all the concepts. Um, so it kind of gives it a broad spectrum of, of application. That's like that's the cool. perfect, the sweet spot there. That's awesome. That's the Makego way. It's like the Pixar of uh, coloring <laughs> books, right? It's the Pixar coloring Any book. age. I mean, I feel like adults could probably, I mean, you certainly. As you've already established, I'm getting the house book after we hang up because I don't know how houses are built. <laughs> no, I think it's, it's, it's super useful. And something that you said that resonated with me um, is how... It's really increasingly hard in the in the industrial in the built world that we operate in yeah. to take things apart, right? Yeah. Like we mm-hmm. use right. these screen devices all the time that are essentially impossible to deconstruct without actually breaking them, right? Like right. It, whereas when I was a kid, like I remember the first time I opened up a radio when I was a kid, right. like an old clock radio, and I was just lost in that circuit board for days. Like that was my yeah. favorite thing in the world. <laughs> you literally shrunk down and you I were did. In the I was a, a magic school bus magic episode. School bus, I was yeah. like, whoa, this is crazy that we have the technology for this, but I'm going to go. With it. No, I, I just I, I I used to just like stare at these at these circuits, and then you know you can see because there's mechanical mechanisms. Like you can see why when right. this button goes down, it's completing a circuit, and that must do something. So something that we've done. Uh, that has been fun is when we have repair people come to our house because unlike you guys we don't have the ability to repair anything or unlike John I can't mulch for, for, for credit yeah alright yeah, this no, is the a DIY stay. kind of thing right <laughs> um, but, but you know for example we had our oven fixed the, the face plate on the oven was screwed mm-hmm. up and um and at the end, I was like, please, whatever you take out, if you don't need it, can you leave it here so we can like use it with the kids? Oh, and good. so we got a That's whole fun. functioning faceplate with the circuit board coming off of That's it. That's awesome. And it's got all these like ribbon connections and all these really cool things. Um, and I have soldering stuff at home. So like we've been playing around with that a little bit on the weekends oh, and looking good. at the circuit board. Apparently, circuit boards are my <laughs> my great passion in life, apparently. <laughs> I mean, I get it, you know, but it's so true that we're like less and less, we're further removed from the stuff that we're using every day. And it's mm-hmm. hard to actually, I mean, we're further removed from understanding how the hell anything works. Yeah. So right. it's nice when we can impart at least some of that on our kids. I mean, like my, my previous car, for example, was a Dodge Charger with a single overhead. It was it, it was like a, an aluminum block, old school, huge engine, uh-huh. not very efficient, but it was like very clear how it worked. Like it was very right. mechanical, right? And then our new car is a Civic, brand new. And it, I, I, I can't even, I don't even know, I can't even tell if it's how it's oriented in the engine bay. I can't even see <laughs> right. where the engine, it's so complicated. And, and the thought of like trying to do anything to that myself would be, is just daunting. Whereas with the Charger, if something broke on it, I would just like tape it and kick it and it would be okay, right? <laughs> it is such a different world. And what I love about what you're both doing here is that you're giving kids and also their parents opportunities to re-engage with the world in a more hands-on way. And I think that's something that we all need to do more of. Of regardless of technology and regardless of what's distracting us and regardless of what our plans are for our lives and regardless of like the habits that we get into that we're trying to break at the end of the day it's really fun to get your hands dirty you know mm-hmm. it's really fun to do something you don't know how to do and to figure it out as you go along and uh, what I love about what you're both doing is, is it's engaging with that part of all of us that loves to get our hands dirty and to play around and to see what happens and to dream, right? Because you dream. color in that house. Again, the house book is clearly my favorite. <laughs> and, you're, and you'll go to bed thinking, what houses could I build tomorrow? Like, you know, maybe I could build a house someday. 
when I grow up. I mean, it's great. I think you're going to go build a house tonight. After I'm going to build a house tonight, book, and it's going to be only circuit boards. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hot glued together to yeah. make a little house. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of soldering iron. <laughs> exactly. So, so where can our listeners tell our listeners how they can uh, get all this great stuff that we've been talking about? Um, well, so I have a gift for your, your listeners. Um, it's called the Ultimate Mom Saver Activity Bundle. I know it's title is mom saver but it's for dads too or grandparents anybody um so you guys can um we'll give you a link that you can share with your audience for that free goodie and um it's like a sample of six activities from my book and six coloring pages from seth's book and then um if you want to find out more about me you can visit bestmomideas.com or you can find me on instagram at bestmomideas or on Facebook at Best Mom Ideas. Um, do you want to share your? Yeah, all the books, all my coloring books are also on her website, and so that's the the place to find all of them. I think there's an educational books tab, mm-hmm. and we'll give you. I think we're up to nine books now. So wow, uh, pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. So yeah, these will all be in the show notes. So those of you listening who um, like me would like to go build a house out of circuit boards tonight and have some great <laughs> activities to do within that house, click on the link. And uh, thank you both so much for coming on, uh, for giving us this creative inspiration. Um, I- I'm joking about the housing, but I do mean it. Like, this is something that we serious, don't get. I'm, yeah. I am serious. It's, it's fun to think, like, what could I do tonight that wasn't just falling asleep and, uh, you know, eating spark food on the floor like there must and be more out there and, right? and it's fun to think also about how you know when we encounter some of these challenges as parents or just uh, human beings how we can sort of embrace the opportunity to maybe be a little bit entrepreneurial and actually develop something that's useful for us in that moment but then more so i really am uh, inspired by your story too yeah well, awesome thank you. thank you so much it is an honor to be on the show yeah all right thank, thank you guys very much That was a lot of fun. I feel like now I want to go start a company with Micah where we do some random thing I was going to say, together. yeah, what, what would your company be? It would probably be, um, actually, I, I was going to make like some joke about something dumb, but it would probably be the festival thing. Ah, you that know? would be good, I, like, totally. I, I think that's something that yeah. well, whenever I talk about it, people yeah. are like, like, oh, tell me more. And I'm always like, I don't want to tell I you more about it. I think you should just go to the McKay's and they'll be like the distribution for that. that like they'll, they've got a machine already, well, especially once the, once the McKay's get going, those yeah. things are going to be out McKay of control. Goes. That what, was good. what would you guys do? That's a good question. Uh, it's, a, it's a really good... How, how to schedule your life better. <laughs> I'm oh, just yeah? kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> that was supposed to be mocking myself for being the more like, you know... Scheduled, scheduled, like, yeah, right. How about how um, to mulch? Uh, how to mulch? Oh, how to yes. mulch with vigor? A series of books about uh, home maintenance. <laughs> well, there's got to be there's got to be like a, a a Venn diagram of your skill sets, right? What's, it's, what's it's, in the it's middle? Really of that interesting Venn to think about that. I mean, I yeah. think Bethany, what she constantly um, impresses me with is her. I mean, she she is you know trained as a mental health counselor mm-hmm. and like. There's the the education part of that that she has, but there's also this natural ability um, to speak with people and to like ask really powerful questions um, and to like I don't know, just be really present with people. You know, yeah, this isn't of very, course she is very present. She she has zero tolerance for it with me now. Right? You know what I mean? Like she's used it all up with the other people, so I'm just the one who gets like you know nothing. Like, Shut up and go to bed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so. I don't know what our overlap would be. That's so interesting, you know, where I'm like, I'm more into the like, you know, the communication side of things. So like using technology to communicate effectively, um, AI, of course. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's really how do we take uh, the field of psychology and use AI to better understand uh, and treat people? Maybe, maybe there's something there. What about, a, <laughs> what about a bot that is able to talk to people as sort of an unofficial counseling mechanism? Are these notes that you took for this episode that I'm looking at? Yes, these are extensive notes that, that is I so took. so extensive. For, you, this is not mine. Oh, that's, this is, that's, someone that's, left this that's somebody's worksheet. I was like, oh my God, you like barked this thing up. <laughs> okay, well, I wouldn't be surprised. No, so like, maybe something like this. So, so say it's a chat bot that has like basic counseling you know, protocols built into it. Not yeah. as like, a, you know, for serious things, but if somebody wants to just sort of talk and get advice on what they should do, you know, yeah. it's like informally. And then but it's, it's also compiling yeah. information. Yeah. 
uh, and then after that, we can have some like outputs on what people actually really need help with when they're I w- looking I would, online. I think it's that's the start of it. I think the chatbot would be a part of it, but it would have to triage so that you could have the video, you know, one-on-one kind of stuff as well. Which certainly, mm-hmm. I think in the future we would ha- see more of this therapy over video. Oh, it's already all over the place. Um, too. I'm sure. So, but it's expensive. I'm sure it is, but. Um, my point is that you then, you know, we have the technology now that would transcribe that and start to feed it into machine learning. And honestly, like that could pick up on certain signals and maybe help identify some patterns and behavior that, you know, might er- early detect certain things like if depression is starting to get to a certain point. Mm-hmm. And, um, and if you map that with some of the research we have on drugs um, and the trials that happen and all that, I imagine there's a lot of possibility there. And I'm gonna go patent it right after the show. Right now, <laughs> that was fun. I, uh, I hope I hope people uh, are excited. Check the show notes for the links. Yeah, um, I I am clearly gonna get the house book, but I also got to say this ultimate uh, toddler activity guide that we were flipping through looks awesome, and it fulfills this very specific need that I am acutely aware of, which is like sometimes you just want somebody to help you get an idea of something cool to do with the kids. Like you know, at the end of like a uh, a chapter in. Like a kid's book or, or in like a, a, a textbook for young people, it'll have like a list of activities you can do. Like, yes. and, and like at the end of like a chapter on, you know, marine life, it'll talk about seashells you can go collect and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I always love those things. Even if we don't necessarily do it, I kind of put them in like a <laughs> backlog in my head for when I'm going to, you know, yeah. have activities to do. And I'm sure that's where a lot of my ideas come from is just from that kind of back, back catalog. So maybe so this you is a way of formalizing make your own uh, activity book as well. Ooh, we can compete. Not, nobody can compete with the Makegos. Wouldn't that be awful if you just like That'd be terrible. Use this as the the moment that you could sort of steal their whole <laughs> their life's work? <laughs> be like thanks, but no, but no, we wouldn't do no, that. We couldn't we, do that. We, and we also, capable, I wouldn't be so able to because this is incredible work that uh, I do actually like. We're not peddling this. Like this is for real. This is really good stuff that you should pick up. And you have a free start to it in your show notes. So, so there don't you delay. Go. Start building. You're welcome. Start You're welcome doing for stuff. having a show that gives you free shit and a free opportunity to see us live on October sixth, three p.m. at the summer. Somerville Armory Somerville Cafe. Armory. And that's it. Children, if you, you know need what to, we've but never maybe said? don't bring them. Is there, a, is there another Somerville in this country? Because we've never said yeah, Somerville, Massachusetts. That's true. So uh, for all of those who booked their ticket already to go to Somerville, Mississippi. Hawaii or something. <laughs> Somerville, Mississippi. <laughs> um, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Please, Easy to know. make that mistake. You know what? It's on you for not buying a refundable ticket, okay? You know what's happening? Pay the is extra they're, money. They're hearing you say, chow. Get the refundable like, ticket. Clearly they're in Mississippi. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, get, so, the, get the mosaic class ticket. Somerville, Massachusetts. <laughs> Somerville, Massachusetts. Get the extra leg room. It's worth it. It's worth the leg room. Sponsored it's worth the change of Jet Blue. Jet Blue. Alright, talk to you later. Bye.